today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, let's start off with Nancy Pelosi, shall yeah. we? Uh, this is her first time sort of hearing from her speaking out about the attack on her husband, Paul Pelosi, at their home in San Francisco. You remember, Nancy wasn't there that night, so this is entirely an inter- interaction between Paul and what sounds like a crazed man sort of in their yeah, house in with, with, wielding a hammer. Yeah, wanted to ask him, like, where's Nancy? He wanted to break her kneecaps. Yes. Sort of a mini January 6th, like a guy sort Kinda. of storming around demanding to see someone. Yeah. I remember in January 6th, where's Mike Pence? Where's Nancy? Yeah. That was a sort of rallying call of so. Some of so people. Nancy's talking to Anderson Cooper now about this. And uh, obviously, I think she's very angry at, at the guy who broke in. Also very angry at Donald Trump and Elon Musk mm-hmm. for uh, for speaking about this. Uh, she's referencing which you e- knew they would. You knew at yeah. least Donald Trump would say something and Elon Musk getting into, into no, the, the people, action as well. People, you know, being kind of laughing about this situation is bad enough. One of the issues she has with Elon is about him retweeting a a story from a very weird fringe website, implying all kinds of things about a relationship between Paul and the attacker and that he was drunk and blah, blah, blah. And Elon just said, uh, there's a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye. Which he thinks in his mind, I'm sure, sounds like, oh, I'm being kind of responsible here. I'm, I'm noting that this is a, a conspiracy theory, but, you know, some conspiracy theories are true. So he floats it out there. The irresponsibility of this move is yeah. uh, is unbelievable. Now he's on Twitter. a tiny possibility it's true, then you could find any fringe article about anybody and just post it and go, there's a tiny possibility it's true. Things so, feel different with him owning the company, don't they? Yes. Like, and being, it's different and, and, than being a troll on, on the platform and owning the company and floating this Yeah, stuff. it gives it's it just, some legitimacy. So this is what Nancy had to say to Anderson about all this. Former President of the United States Donald Trump, Elon Musk, others have spread stories, casting doubt on what happened, fomenting conspiracy theories. What do you have to say to them? It's, it's, it's really sad for the country. It's really sad for the country that people of that high visibility would separate themselves from the facts and the truth in such a blatant way. It's really sad, and it is um, traumatizing to those affected by it. Uh, they don't care about that, obviously. But it is, it's destructive to the unity that we want to have in our country. But I don't have anything to say to them. I mean, I, we have nothing. There, there would be no common ground to have any conversation with them. Yeah, that's sad. When there's no conversation left to have, then what's where do you go from there? This is what Harvey's been saying is is the sides are so polarized at this point that there is no room for common ground and conversation, which is the lifeblood of a democracy is is having yeah. two parties that sort of hash things out. There's a spirit of compromise that's just gone. And and obviously this is a different situation, uh, given that it's not a political issue. It's sort of an attack. But she's but, saying but we can't even agree that my husband was attacked by a guy in my home. What's there left to talk about? But it is sort of political. And this is the sad thing about it. Because it's not just Donald Trump and Elon Musk. A lot of people who hate Nancy Pelosi were like kind of laughing about this and cheering it and championing it. You can hate Nancy Pelosi. Go right ahead. But this is this is wrong. This is bad. And, and, and you know, there are lots of politicians I don't care for. I would yes. love to see them voted out. What I don't want to see happen is people break into their homes and attack them and attack their spouses and loved ones. Like, yeah, you that's, say that's insane. You say it, it is wrong, and I agree with you. We're we're sort of in our own little echo chamber, but no, the people, not even an echo chamber. The people aren't laughing because they believe it's true. They believe it's a false flag. They believe this is no. A, there this are, there is are cooked people up by who the are Democrats very happy. To, to, they think this is Nancy getting what she deserves. There is some of that. that There's that's definitely terrifying. some of Nancy got what she had coming because she's a bad person. There's also a, a a group of people though who believe it didn't happen. 
And that's the strange part. Who believe that this is part wow. of a, a false flag to influence the election, that they actually knew each other. That's what Elon was was yeah. spinning when he when he sent that article. That stuff is really destructive to truth <laughs> and, yeah. and sort of understanding reality. and reality and the fabric of sort of common ground. And here we have the Internet, which is supposed to be this vast access to information and get us all on the same page so we all know everything. We actually know nothing. We know less, you know, yeah. because everything is challengeable and there is no reality. It's a very, very strange position to be in. She also sort of talked in this interview about sort of the trauma that she felt from this. When your home is invaded, even if you're not there, there's a sense of security that's lost. You know, now yeah. he will always sort of it sounds like she'll always sort of have to grapple with the fact that uh, that that bubble has been breached and you never sort of recapture you, the feeling of safety. A stranger in your home swinging a hammer at you. How do you ever feel safe? Now, I anticipate this will all be mocked as well. Like people will. will look at this interview and they'll meme will. her trauma. And that's the disgusting part. I mean, look, I, I don't know actually, uh, you know, to to a degree of absolute certainty if 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 she's really feeling traumatized, but at some point you have to take people at their face value, and it well, seems like she, she was traumatized by not it. So feel I traumatized, like somebody broke into strange. your house and beat your elderly husband with a hammer. That's traumatizing. Yeah, for anybody. That's it's not a political it's strange thing. To draw the opposite conclusion from it watching is. someone say, "I'm traumatized. My husband was beat with a hammer." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess you can. Uh, everyone's entitled to their own sort of thoughts, but it's a very strange conclusion. It's a it, this is a strange microcosm of where we are politically because. You would think everyone can agree people shouldn't be hurt. People shouldn't have their homes invaded, even yeah. politicians who hate each other. But we can't even that's agree not a on that. Like I said, again, that's <laughs> not a political stance. That I don't want Democrat or Republicans to have, you know, people break into their homes and assault them. Yeah. The, no. Yeah. That's, that's a dangerous, dangerous route for this country. And to go. interestingly, after in the wake of the uh, the Roe v. Wade reversal, you remember some of the justices' homes were targeted. I remember the Democrats saying this is out of bounds. I, this yeah. is out of bounds to attack someone's home. Uh, and, we and, don't do that here in America. Even that was. And they just dis- disagree with the it opinion. It is off limits to go to somebody's home. But even that was protesting on the street. If somebody yes. broke into Brett Kavanaugh's home and attacked his wife with a hammer. Absolutely not. That you is, think. You would hope. That is horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what else strange, to say. Strange sign of the times. Okay, let's move on to um, the very, very sad saga of, of Aaron Carter. We're learning more yeah. as the days go on. You know, he, he was found dead in his bathtub on Saturday. Um, the last time he was seen alive was 2 a.m. on Friday. Apparently, there was he was supposed to attend a rehab session on Saturday that yeah, he missed. An, an, an online session. An online session, yes, and, but he and missed he that. Missed that uh, uh, and, and now the, the likely theory is that he missed it because he was already dead. Yeah, listen, he struggled a lot, and now we know what was at the scene um, of, of the death. There were multiple cans of compressed air. There's sort of, you know, you can buy these things to clean your keyboard. There's ways to yeah. get compressed air. There were allegations um, from people on the Internet they would watch his live stream and they were worried that he was huffing because that, that was a he, story. He posted a video recently. Uh, it was live streaming where the, the camera went dark and you just heard what sounded like him huffing. Yes. And fans became very concerned at that point. And then there was they, a wellness check, though, and he, yes. that turned out to be OK at the time. But but people were already suspecting that. And, and you could say, well, that's just a theory. But then they found, you know, we don't have a cause of death yet. We no. can say that like they, the uh, medical reports not come out yet. What the actual cause of death was. But. There were there were pills and and compressed air cans at the scene. 
and he and we know he's someone who battled openly with, yeah. with substance abuse and, and I, things I don't think through. this is a huge leap of logic here it's not I mean we'll have to wait to see what the final sort of autopsy what the medical exam- examiner has to say about the cause of death uh, but the signs are starting to sort of look yeah. like there were some substances involved and maybe an accidental death maybe a suicide I don't know if that element will ever actually I, I, know. I would I, you know just just guessing what, what it appears to be is very similar to Whitney Houston yeah someone who's body just gave out and they drown in a tub and and it's just At sad 34 years old Whitney Houston was what 48 I 48 I mean these are young people vibrant people uh yeah. you know full of life when you think of them in your mind's eye and Aaron Carter even though he struggled was a young man much younger yeah. than you or I and and um you know he was focused on making new music in recent weeks there was talk that he was going to you know drop a new album maybe mend fences with his brother Nick Carter who knows if any of that would have come and, to and fruition he was or materialized to, to have a relationship with his his son uh, had a so, fiance so this seems you know, suicide seems fairly unlikely like, yeah. there there's no indication of that the sad thing is you know since he was 9 years old yeah. when he became famous and then he started struggling fairly early on, like in his teen years, we've all watched this happen slowly for a very long time. Yes. And but there's nothing you can do. No. You know, I, we know no, none of us knew him personally. And even like his family, his brother, his, his fiance, they tried to help him. Yes. But you know, like they say, with, with an addict, they have to want it for themselves. And, and there were times he did, and he, and he made it, and then he would fall off the wagon again. That's why this is just so sad, because you watch someone trying. Yes. And just... Ultimately failed, and you see family. Look, when when someone like this is is in your life, um, you know Nick Carter spoke about loving his brother and the love never fading. But when someone is is destructive and you start to form your own family, Nick had to pull away at times. And and there's no judgment, but I'm sure Nick feels guilt about it. It's just a natural human Maybe, feeling I, to feel. Possibly, but it's not his fault. We don't we don't know all of the the ups and downs of their relationship over the years. And and after Aaron died, Nick came out and said that you know. Of course he loves him. It's his brother. He will always love him no matter what their issues were. Yeah. But but again, like with addicts, you you can't make them get better. Yeah. They, they have they, to they want have, to get they better. They have to want it. That's and, part of the disease. And and the sad thing is it seemed like Aaron wanted it but just couldn't quite get there. Yeah. It's really sad. I you know, look, he's a little bit younger for my generation to sort of have a, a strong you musical didn't connection. Grow up I didn't grow him, up but, listening but, to him. You know, Nick, we know somebody Aaron here Carter. at work who who is the same age as Aaron Carter and and cried yesterday. It impacted her like, deeply, Courtney. He was my my idol when I was eight, nine, ten years old. He yep. was her peer. He made fun music. You know, Aaron's Party was a catchy song. And, yes. And so to see where his life went, it's just sad. I've been finding myself watching old interviews with him when already his life had had hit some 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 hurdles and, and so forth. And there's a sadness when you watch these things now, knowing that he passed away in a bathtub. You know, I used to look at him as like, oh, he's he's quite annoying. He's one of those celebrities who's like a has-been and just sort of hung around. And now I, it, it's just clouded by a lot of, like, grief and sadness because he was going through a lot. And, and he was pretty open about it. You know, he would yeah. speak about his troubles and his struggles with sobriety and so forth. And now when you view those things, it, you know, it's it's hard. It's difficult. You yeah, know, it, it, there's a human compassion. Anecdotally, uh, I met him once in the mid-2000s. Oh, really? When I lived in Orlando. Uh, you know, that was the big boy band epicenter. So I, we were doing some interviews. And uh, he was, I guess, uh, in his mid to late teens at that point, so mm-hmm. still very young. And I just remember being struck by how sad he seemed. Yeah. You know, like, he just seemed so distant. And it's like, I remember just thinking, like, it's weird for a teenager to be like that. Yeah. 
And he was hugely famous at that yeah. time. There was a time when his music was, even if you and I weren't listening to it, it was big and irrelevant. You know, oh, he yeah, was he dunking his... on Shaq and so forth. <laughs> I want candy. His his remake is actually what probably people like Courtney know. We know the yeah. Bow Wow Wow song. And even that was a cover. And Harvey knows the other song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, but his, his, his songs weren't like huge number one hits, but his albums sold millions of copies. Like, yeah. His fans were there, and they're very sad. I think everybody's it's very sad. sad. Everybody's sad. It's just a sad situation. Yeah. So we'll learn more about that. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Let's move on to a... A lawsuit that is very, very interesting <laughs> to me. This is Drake uh, getting sued by Vogue. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, so Drake and 21 Savage, their new album, Her Loss, is out. It's, it's a huge album. So they've been doing a lot of sort of fake promo. Yeah. Like they did like a, a fake SNL performance. They didn't actually go on SNL, but they had Michael B. Jordan introduce them. They performed on a replica of the set. They did a fake NPR performance. Yeah. So instead of doing the actual promo, they're faking it. So we call the, it faking, but it was like a theme. No, it's, it's you know, it's, I mean, I, it sounds so it, nefarious. It, it, they're, but they're, they're not trying to fool people. Yeah, but they did fool, I guess, Vogue. So they did a fake Vogue cover with Drake and Twenty One Savage on the cover. The whole they actually printed up a fake magazine yes. with a photoshopped photo of Anna Wintour and Drake together. <laughs> which are there not real photos of them together? I would assume. And therein is the problem, right? Yeah. So they mock up a copy of Drake and Anna Wintour on the cover of Vogue. Is that no, what? No, she's not on the cover. Sorry, they mock it's up inside. a copy it's on the of, interior. of Drake, um, which is very believable. Very the, believable. The, the, the problem is a mock up like that could exist and it could doesn't cause seem like parody. Confusion. So that's the thing. So now fans uh, are wanting this special edition of Vogue. And so now Vogue and, and Condé Nast, their publisher, are suing Drake for $4 million. Saying you confused, you confused our customers. I, look, yeah. at first I thought, what a what a silly lawsuit because Anna Wintour and Drake, I seem simpatico. They seem like they occupy the same space in people's heads. They're you know Drake is into fashion and high end you know sort of things. It's Anna not Wintour, unrealistic to think that Vogue would do a special issue. That's right. With Drake promoting this album, and therein lies the problem. Now, if if, if let's say uh, who could, like like Honey Boo Boo, if Honey Boo Boo was promoting <laughs> something and mocked up a well, cover of Vogue, Honey Boo Boo. I don't know. It, on, just, it seemed like it seemed like uh, someone. Uh, who would never grace the cover of Vogue, I don't think they'd have as good of a lawsuit because then it would fit squarely in parody. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, it's but this any is, any idiot would know that, that Honey Boo Boo's yeah. not on the cover of Vogue. Not any this idiot This is knows. genuine marketplace confusion. And and yeah. honestly, to be real, I, I saw the video, uh, the SNL performance. I just saw like the thumbnail of it. Mm -hmm. And it's them on the set at SNL that I've seen a million times. And I was like, wait, he wasn't the musical guest this week. What? When did this happen? But it might fool you. you <laughs> For a second, confused. I was like, "I was like, what is this?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's he's just recreating it," which I thought was pretty clever. Yes. But 
it was confusing at first. Yeah, you would think if you're going to do this and you're so closely associated with this world that you might want to get clearance. You might want to say, hey, Vogue, I'm doing this. Maybe get them in on the joke, uh, you know, do some new pictures uh, to, to sort of enhance yeah. the the reality or the realistic sort of, uh, you know, sor- sort of scene that you're creating. But they didn't do that. And now they're facing a lawsuit, which is wild. I, I don't think this kind of lawsuit will go the distance. I think they're suing for $4 million. The lawsuit gets some coverage and tells people, hey, we weren't in on yeah. this. And then maybe they'll settle. I don't think Drake and Anna Wintour want to be in a lawsuit for a long period of time, really, like, well, what, you know, duking it so out. What's also so weird to me is usually this kind of thing is because it's damaging to a brand. But this is not damaging to Vogue. That's All a good it is, point. is it's showing them that there is demand for this, so why not just do a special issue with Drake? I think that might be where the settlement ends up. Because you're I'm, right, at, at you some think. point you have to prove both that they intentionally uh, you know, misappropriated Vogue. Fine, they can maybe get there. It caused some confusion, yes. What are your damages? Well, Did it hurt your brand? Is Vogue wor- is, is Condé Nast worth less well, because it, of Drake doing this? It's probably funny. not. It's probably there's, worth more. There's a lyric on the new album where, where Drake talks about like trying to impress a girl. He's like, you know... Like the 90s R&B group with one phone call, I can get you in vogue. Mm. But he probably could. Drake could probably make a phone call and get somebody in vogue if he wanted. Probably. Or at least Maybe not now. Maybe not now. Now that he's pissed off kind of nasty. But Maybe. I think you're right. I mean, that's it, it's interesting as a lawsuit is, is I don't think it's going to go the distance because there's not going to be, you don't want to see damages ex- experts say, we lost a lot of value because Drake did this. I don't think they're going to be able to prove that. And Drake no, is going to bring in his own in... experts and say, like, I actually improved the value. You sold more magazines yeah, after this. The problem is for Vogue is that people are now asking how they can get the magazine. So he just created the demand for a product they don't have yet. Yeah. So maybe the lawsuit is just to make everyone aware, hey, we're not in on it. Or if you're a real conspiracy theorist, that the lawsuit's part of the promotion and now we get more press. I <laughs> doubt know, that's who the case. Even knows? But we're your so mind, far the down mind the is, my mind is reeling now. I All right. Know. Let's move uh, to my final story. This is a fun one. So Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos grabbed dinner. Now, why yeah. is this important? They went to a restaurant on the Sunset Strip called Horses around 7.30 p.m. These are two massive, massive moguls. Also, remember, Horses, it, it, it's not open on Mondays. Oh. They opened just for... Jeff Bezos and Jay Z. It's good to be the kings. It really uh, it is, is really to good to be the kings. So what? It, why? Why this is interesting is a couple days. It was revealed that uh, ago. It was revealed that both of them have interest in buying a football team. The Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders on the East Coast in, in D.C. Um, Dan Snyder was the owner of that team. Fell into huge amounts of scandal. There yeah. were reports of sexual misconduct and just a, a, a place that was rife with sort of discrimination and yucky yeah. workplace So he's tactics. just going to get paid and go away. So he's going to say, all right, I'll just do. be a billionaire. I'll sell yeah. my team, so, which is valued around $5.6 billion. Uh, he's, he's selling we'll it for right. more than seven. Yeah. He's seven billion dollars. Uh, now, what's interesting to me, so we know that Jeff and Jay-Z both are interested in buying the team. So they're probably meeting to go halvesies on it, I would guess. Yes. Now, Jeff can buy it himself. That's what I'm thinking. So Jay-Z is a billionaire, but I don't think he could just drop $7 billion on, on the commanders. Jeff Bezos probably could. He's, he's, he's a, you know, yes. Jeff Bezos could buy this but team Jeff just Bezos, like Elon Musk bought Twitter yeah. himself. He has enough money to buy it outright. But uh, also, and not how really cool feel is it, it to do it with Jay-Z? It's not only cool, it really helps your ownership. When you buy a sports league, unlike Twitter, look, Elon Musk said, I want Twitter. Uh, I want to make an edit button and they won't make it for me. I'll buy Twitter. You you can do sort of impulsive things as a mega, mega billionaire. Buying a sports team, you want a face of the franchise, right? When the Dodgers were bought, there was big money, billion dollars, and then they had Magic Johnson as the front man, who is the unofficial mayor of L.A., and it brings a sort of warmth, uh, good feeling about like, oh, this team's in good hands, they're with a legend. If you bring Jay-Z to your ownership team— And Jay-Z's got his Rock Nation involved in sports. He had his deals with the NFL for the Super Bowl, uh, which— He's he's done the Super Bowl halftime show, right? No. 
Jay has to have full super. No, Jay Z didn't do it. No, he wasn't part of the the team of people. <laughs> not yet, oh, but he's geez. part of it. But he's part of uh, he's part of uh, signing but, but up he's, all those. But he he understands acts. the the ins and outs, the inside workings of the NFL mm-hmm. and 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 football and sports, and he's knowledgeable in that. It's not just like some random person like, hey, I like the, the commanders. I'm going to buy some. No, he's in the world of, of sports of yeah. enter- and, and entertainment. So so the two a of lot them of synergies are meeting, and I'm sure that's you know what's funny is Jeff and Lauren Sanchez showed up together. Jay showed up with Corey Gamble randomly. I don't know why he was there, but you know, you know, Jeff and 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 Lauren were like, "Is Beyonce coming? Yeah, is she gonna be here, or is it just Corey? <laughs> is, it, is, is, okay. is Corey the only one? Are we? Um, should we keep an extra an extra plate open? It'll be fascinating. I think this is now a very strong sign that something is going to move yeah. forward because, as we said, Jeff Bezos has enough money. He doesn't need a huge ownership group where he has to sort of hand around the collection plate for and, and Jay Z's not hurting for, for billions himself, of dollars. And so. Jay Z's not hurting for cash. I think he'll put up a little money. He'll be the face of the franchise. But, and nothing yeah. could be better for the Washington Commanders than getting oh, a new yeah. ownership group, a fresh start away from Dan Snyder and Jay Z. And also, fun story. A uh, little add-on to this story here is so they opened the restaurant on a Monday just for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Jeff left around nine thirty. Yep. Jay left a little bit after midnight. Oh wow! So, so Jay still hanging out with Corey Gamble because <laughs> Jay still parties, man. He's still cool. That's Jeff why is after like Jeff nine Bezos, o'clock. you want to get with Jay Z. It's a good. It's a good point. All right, yeah. we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>